chapter number one. We are thankful. Our visitors, those that have come to be with us today, we are very thankful and gracious that you're here this morning. We, uh, we, we're glad to see you. We pray that you come back uh, when you can and uh, join with us. I, I couldn't get away from Mountain View because of the love in Mountain View, and I believe you'd find the same here. So thank you for being here and uh, look forward to what God has this morning. Second Timothy chapter number 1, beginning chapter number 2, Second Timothy 1, verse number 1. Excuse me, excuse me. The Bible says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, my dearly beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve from my forefathers with pure conscience that without ceasing I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day. Greatly desiring to see thee, being mindful of thy tears, that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt, read this with me, first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also. Let us pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you for this day. Thank you for this time to gather together in your house this morning on this Mother's Day to remember and be thankful for the mothers in our lives. Uh, we all have one, and we thank you for those that brought us into this world, that have loved us and cherished us, Lord, and even those that are not our mothers that have been mothers to us. We thank you for them. Lord, we love you. We thank you for the blessing of uh, this time this morning. We thank you for those that in a moment will join our church, Lord willing. We thank you for the opportunity to pray over uh, sick uh, loved one and inside of this, this uh, flock, Lord, we love you. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I was reading through the book of 2 Timothy, and I, I saw this about Timothy in verse 5 when Paul says, When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, and unfeigned, I shared this in our last service, Wednesday night, the un, un, word unfeigned, it means genuine or pure. And that's what Paul calls the faith in Timothy. It's genuine and pure and holy. And he says, when I think of you, I think of your genuine, your holy, your pure faith. But he says there, I had, it, had you read it with me. He says, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice. And I'm persuaded that in thee also. With the help of the Lord this morning, I'd like to preach to you the thought, the mark of a good mother. The mark of a good mother. And as I said in my prayer, whether it be the mother that brought you into this world, and the mother, as she'll remind you, that can take you out, the, or at least mine. Or maybe a spiritual mother. You see, Paul here, uh, if you just glance at this, he says uh, in verse 2, he says, To Timothy, my dearly beloved son. If you just take a glance at this and you don't look at the context of the writing or, or study it out, you may think that Timothy was a literal son of Paul. 
But that's not the case. And he tells Titus, and uh, we'll go to the book of Titus momentarily, but he tells Titus in the next, uh, uh, when he begins that epistle, he's, he, he calls him a son in the faith, my own son in the faith. So what, what Paul's saying to Timothy is he's, he calls Timothy a son, a son in the faith. And then he goes on down into verse 5, and he talks about the, the unfeigned, genuine, pure, holy faith that he sees in Timothy. And he says, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice. The mark of Timothy and the mark of faith, and we talked about faith in Sunday school this morning, and, and it just ties right in to, to this message. So thank you. The mark of faith in Timothy was inherited directly from his grandmother Lois and his mother Eunice. Timothy didn't say, now, now or Paul didn't say to Timothy, Paul's a great preacher. I mean, Paul was, he was, he, he was a great preacher. Aside from Jesus Christ, the greatest our world likely has ever seen. But he didn't say, Timothy, I, I think of you and I think about me being your pastor. And me, man, you got a good preacher and that's why you got great faith. He didn't look at Timothy and say, Timothy, I think about old pastor so-and-so that you're, that you're pastor. Look at what he's done in your life. That's the mark of, of Timothy's faith as his pastor. No. What does he say? He says, your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. Timothy, who would grow up to be a great pastor and who at this point in time is a great pastor and who is renowned that, that, that one of God's own apostles looks at him and he sees him and he says, I remember the faith of your grandmother and your mother. And that, that marked Timothy. Good women marked Timothy. You see, if you've got a good lady in your life that's loved you, men or women alike, if you've got a good woman in your life that's loved you as a mother, whether you came from her or, or you just know her from some circumstance or situation in life, what a blessing it is that we can have loving, godly women that are mothers to us throughout our lives. And there's no sweeter love than the tender love of a woman that is being a mother. I, I mean, I just, you just can't beat it. Now, there is a purpose for a, a man to, to raise children, there's a purpose. God's home, let me, let me just start, stop here because God, God's plan for the home is that a saved Christian man married to a saved Christian woman r receives the fruit of the womb and raise children to fear God. Amen. We see that in Scripture. That's God's plan. And we see a lot of the biggest problems we have today in our society is the fact that the men are just gone. The women are just gone. People are not there. Or maybe they're there, but they're not godly people. And we wonder, why in the world is this going on? I don't know why anybody's crazy enough to do this. I hear, you hear about some of the things going on. And it, it really, all you have to do is look back to, to mom and dad a lot of the times. And you'll find the reasons for the, the, for the issues in the home. We set the standard for the home. Dad has his job, but mama has her job. And that job is blessed, and it's precious, and, it, and, it, and it's wonderful. And, and when, when carried out correctly and carried out properly, God's intent is that women, you mark your children or you mark the people that you're the mother of, you mark them by your faith. That's what happened with Timothy. Paul surveys Timothy, and he doesn't say, Timothy, man, you're a great preacher. 
He doesn't say, Timothy, man, you can just break the Bible down. Everybody at, everybody at your church just understands it and knows it. And man, I just see all these things that come out of it. No, he, he individually looks at Timothy. And he doesn't look at the achievements of Timothy. Timothy's been a pastor for a while. He doesn't look at the achievements and what Timothy has done and accomplished uh, uh, by, in the work of the gospel. But he looks at the faith that's in him and he says, I see it and it's genuine, it's pure. And you've got a mama and you've got a grandmother that created that faith in you. That passed that down to you. Hey Amen. Everybody's got a mother in here, but if you've got somebody that's been a mother figure to you, that's blessed you and shown you the goodness of God, say amen. amen. The mark of a mother is found in the life of her children. Other people see that. You ever know anybody, maybe you, you knew their grandparents or you knew their parents, and you meet them and you're like... You came from them? I mean, those people are the salt of the earth, and you're a dirtbag. I mean, just being honest. You look nothing like them. Well, you look like them, but you don't act like them. I mean, you ever know anybody like that? I mean, I got people, I got friends at high school, and they didn't like me because we get to visit their grandparents, and that's what I did growing up. My grandparents would just go visit. We get to visit their grandparents, and they're ready to go, go to cookout, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm having a good time. They're about to take me downstairs and show me their mater plants. I ain't got time for that. I mean, I would just, I would just enjoyed it. And they didn't care nothing about being around them. I'm like, you're crazy. You've got this wonderful blessing. And you've got people, wonderful women that want to love, want to show care. And people don't care nothing about receiving it. I'm going to tell you what, we're going to need it. Because what we see in church today, I, I was going to say, I wish Father's Day become, came before Mother's Day because... Then I get to preach to men first, and it's a lot easier to preach to women after you get done harping on the men. Just, that's just how it is. If I, but I'm, I'm, I'm leaning on men right now. Because we look, in the, we look up here today, and we see 51 women up here. And we had, a, we had a bunch of men. We probably had as much men and daddies up here. But I'm telling you what, the women have carried the weight of the faith for so long. We got churches out there. We're just getting into some truth this morning. I don't know where we're going. Uh, we, we're, we're looking at this, and what I see in the church today is I've heard stories of people say, well, we've had to put women in these positions because we ain't got no men. Uh, we're going to have to start looking. I've heard somebody say, we're going to have to start looking at women as deacons because we don't have any men in the church. That is a shame. Because all throughout the history of the church, it seems like even in the life of Timothy, Paul didn't say, I remember your daddy, I remember your granddaddy. He says, I remember your grandmother, and I remember your mother. Women have been carrying this thing. Men, we need to get our act together and get real with God and get straight up with ourselves about how we need to live because it's not the woman's responsibility to carry the church on her back. Whew. I mean, Paul's, I don't know nothing about Paul's, uh, we, we know that, or Timothy, we know that his daddy was a Greek. We find that in Acts 16, verse 1, that you'll find that, that, Tim, that the story of Acts 16, verse 1, tells the story of Timothy's parents, and it, and it tells the story of his mother, Eunice, a Jewess and a believer, a godly woman. It says, but his father was a Greek. And I, I, I don't know, I told Sam I was looking into that, I didn't get nothing out of it. But the mark of Timothy is the women in his life. And that's what we're seeing in our society today is that women and women's love is what's carrying our society. And we need it. But men, women can't do it alone. They need the men to get together with them and say, I'm going to carry this load with you. That's why people are weak today. And it's a blessing that we've got as much daddies that will stand up here 
as women, as we do mothers. But the mark of a child, think about what we're doing to these children. We're marking them. We're passing down our traits, our convictions, our beliefs, our thoughts. We're passing that down directly to them. Mamas and daddies, it's our responsibility to work together. That's free. That's free. You can have that one for free. Mama and daddy, that's our responsibility to work together. I don't like sin. That's just side notes. But Timothy, he had a pure and un, had an unfeigned faith. He was marked by the faith of the women in his life. And I tell you, I am today. I think about my mother and all my mother's done to me, and I'm just, I can just testify to you, I've been blessed. My mother's been there through all the good times and all the hard times. And there's a lot of stuff, Jeremy, I'm with you. There's a lot of stuff I had to go to mama for. Because I knew the only way this house I'm living in ain't getting burnt down is going to mama. Because mama, she'll take it in, take a breath, and then she'll deal with it. Don't you love that about mama? I've messed up, mom. Dad, he's wearing me out, out the door, up the hall, down the hall, everywhere. And I need it at times. It's God's intention that a man be in a household to show stern biblical love to children. But there's just something sweet about mama. There's something that every time I make a mistake and I mess up, I can just say, mom, I did this. And the love of Jesus Christ just indwelling in her to say, you don't need to do that again. But I love you. And when you felt it, hey, there ain't words that can explain it. You're right. But when you felt it, you know it. There's just something about the tenderness. I think about going to my grandmother's. I was living in the world. I was a teenager just doing whatever I wanted to do. And I walked in there, and my grandmother, she is a faithful lady. She is a godly woman. But grandmother... She's, she don't look at old Josh as doing wrong much. And, and, and when she does look at me as doing wrong, she can make an excuse for me. That's just how it is. And I'm getting payback every day of my life right now for it. <laughs> but I got grandma walking in the door and sat down. I was living in the world. Just I knew how to act in front of mamma. She said, I'm praying for you. I said, thank you, Mama. I know you are. She said, I'm praying that God deals with you and the things in your life. Woo! My, I mean, what do you know? What, what has someone told you? What, what have you heard about me? I was praying this morning. That God pressed you on my heart. And I'm praying that you'll walk true to his word. Son, I ain't saying nothing bad against my preacher, but my preacher couldn't hit me with that kind of conviction. I ain't saying nothing against my daddy, but my daddy couldn't hit me with that type of conviction. I ain't saying nothing against anybody else in my life, but my little 70-something-year-old grandmother sat there and got real with me eye to eye and said, you need to straighten up, and I'm praying that you will. Woo! Thank you, Mamaw. Thank the Lord that there's women sensitive to the truth of God's word. And there's women that are sensitive to his spirit. There's women that are praying, Lord, help my children. 
Because from what I'm seeing in our society, the way it's going, there's a lot of men, they don't think twice. Women are having to carry the load in a lot of cases, folks. We need to get real about this and realize that these, these salt-of-the-earth ladies, they're passing on. The ones that have carried the banner, young women, that we've been blessed with growing up, that, that have always been there to pray for you, those that are carrying the banner and waving the flag, they're dying out. Grandma's not always going to be there. Mama's not always going to be around. Young women, we've got to get real about it. We've got to start praying. We've got to get real about our convictions. Because these children, we're not going to always be able to just leave it up to Grandma to be sensitive to the Spirit. We're not always going to just be able to leave it to, 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 to Grandpa and Daddy and Mama to be sensitive. Young men, we've got to become prayerful people. We're making marks in these children's life. People made a mark, good or bad, in the life of Timothy. And thank the Lord it was good. We're making marks in their lives. It's important that we get real. And let's not be fake about it. Let's be genuine. Let's not come to church just out of some kind of habit that we formed. Let's not come come to church just because uh, it makes us look good. Let's not come to church just because it makes us feel good. Don't come to church just because it's the right thing to do with your children. Oh, you're crazy. No. Come to church because you want a genuine relationship with the Lord because we're making marks on these children. We're making the difference in their life. We're marking them for the people that will look at them one day and they will either say, man, he had some faithful people in his life. She had some godly people in her life. Or they will look and those Christians, man, look at them. They're just hypocrites. Look at, out, look at what they're out doing. Look at how they're out living. Look at how they're acting. Look at, look at the things that they've done. Look at he, what he's done, she's done. We're making marks in their life. We need to get real about it because the people that are here that are still pleading the blood and making intercession on behalf of us and praying for us, they're dying out and they're going on. remember when Miss Moore passed away. We left her house that night. We had just seen Kathy and we left her house. And Sam said to me, you know what breaks my heart more than anything is that she won't be here praying for us. We've got to get real and be sober about this fact that these that have been prayer warriors and those that have carried the banner, men and women alike, they're going on. I'm just preaching to everybody. I thought I was just going to preach to the women, and I was worried if I was going to get out of here, but I'm just preaching to everybody. we got to get real about it because you know what? I feel the joy in my heart when a saint passes on to the other side, but I feel pain in my heart knowing when a prayer warrior goes on because I know most of the time I'm not the prayer warrior I need to be. And women, they just have a certain way People, people try to, for a long time, people try to put ladies down. You can't do anything, can't say anything, can't whatever. And the whole time, they've been carrying the church on the back with their prayers. Thank God for prayerful women. There's some ladies I look back, and I, I look at young men today that I grew up with, and I think, man, their grandmother, what a prayer warrior. I can think of one guy right now, man. He's got a mom and he's got a grandmother, some of the most praying people I've ever known. And that marks him in my mind. I remember the unfeigned faith of your grandmother. I remember the genuine faith of your mother, and I know that's passed down to you. That's what Paul said to Timothy. The genuine, pure, and real faith. We mark these children by what we teach them and how we raise them. And if you mark them with fake Christianity, 
and you mark them with, I'm going to run to church because it's the right thing to do. I'm going to run to church and just because this or that. Or I'm going to run somebody down when we get in the car going home. You're marking them with the wrong kind of faith. You're not marking them with genuine faith. You think, oh, they'll figure their way out. The way you live in front of them, that's what's going to mark them. You can mark them with pure, genuine, holy faith. Or you can mark them to be people just like you. That comes to church just because somebody can see you got a suit on. Come to church and get in the car and run down the preacher. And you say whatever you got to say, I don't care. You run down the preacher all the way home. It ain't me you're hurting. You're hurting those children. Because you're teaching them to deal with confrontation and difficulties in the car on the way home. Or at the table over fried chicken rather than dealing with it face to face. Amen. We mark these children. And you think that they don't see it. But I'm telling you, I heard somebody say, children are born geniuses. And as they get to talk, as they get to talking, that's when it shifts and changes. But you listen to a child talk, they know more than most people. I mean, they're just smart. Riley, we're out on Lester Highway this morning. Half of y'all don't even know where Lester Highway is. We're out on Lester Highway. That's how you get to Lester. We're out on Lester Highway. He says, is this Lester Highway? Two and a half year old. I'm like, where did this kid get his brains from? It wasn't me. They're smart. And you know what? They know the difference between genuine. My little boy, most of y'all men in here, he'll run up to you and let you get a hold of him. But there's people out there he, won't, he don't want nothing to do with. They can tell. They can tell. Now, we still need to protect them and guard them, but they can tell, genuine and fake. They can tell the difference. And one day... He's going to be instilled genuine faith from me and his mama or he's going to be instilled to be all of our bad habits bundled into one. We mark these children. Timothy was marked. What is he marked by? He was marked by a good grandmother, Lois. The love of a grandmother is different than a mother. But you know what? That day when I would have likely not even listened to my own mother about getting real with myself and straightening up the way I lived, God knew my grandmother, I was going to listen to her. And then he was marked by the love of a mother. And I got to thinking about that, and I, I was thinking, now, uh, and Miss Judy Ward, she blessed me with a, uh, with a little onesie for Isla. And I made a statement one day. I said, my little girl can't get married till she is 40. And I, and the onesie says 30, I believe. But it's, it's, you know, it's up in the air for discussion. We're leaning towards 40, maybe 50. Because I figured by the time she's 50, I could be dead or in a, in a nursing home one. And so, but I got to thinking about this. I got to thinking about what I passed down to my children. And I even thought about little Isla, who's five months year old. Five months year old, listen to that. Five, she's five months old. And one day, one day, maybe even at Mountain View Baptist Church, you think, man, you're going to stay around this long? Maybe one day at Mountain View Baptist Church, there's somebody that, that ain't even been thought of yet. There's somebody here, some young person. I mean, I don't know. It might be Knox back there. It might be Knox. Man, there's a little girl going to show up one day. She's going to sweep you off your feet. And you ain't going to be able to know how to talk straight. You ain't going to be able to know how to brush your teeth. You ain't going to be able to do anything. And mom and daddy's going to say, oh, my goodness, it's real now. It's finally getting real now. And Knox, is going to, his heart's going to be out of his chest every time he sees her. And he's like, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what to do with, it, with myself right now. But I, I love this girl. I, I'm going to go crazy. And you're going to marry that girl? 
And maybe one day God's going to bless you with a little child. And you know what? That little child is going to know Isla, maybe. I'm just, I'm just saying, maybe. She gonna know, they're going to know Isla. And 40, 50 years down the road, maybe that little child says, Isla, I remember your grandmother, or I remember her mother, Shelby, and I remember her grandmother, Shannon, and I, they had the goodness and genuine faith of God indwelling in them. And I see that passed down to Isla. And I see that passed down to their children. And as the ages pass on, they will look back and they can tell what these children have been marked with by the way that we raise them. That's the nature of this world. Knox don't even want nothing to do with girls right now. He's thinking about golfing. He's just, he, he's content golfing. But you know what? One day, the old love bug is going to get him. It's going to get him bad. When I was dating Shelby, I'd come in over my, my, my own papa's. My papa would say, man, you love sick, ain't you? I'd be like, papa, I don't know what to do with myself. I'm love sick. It's going to happen. Praise the Lord. We pray for him that it's a godly young lady. And you know what? They have children. That child grows up. We pray that they meet a godly young person. And so on and so forth. And even this day, I don't know what today's date is. Sunday, the 14th of May, 2023, we're marking these children. This very message, marking these children. The way that you dealt with them on the way to church. The way you will deal with them going home. The, the private prayer and the private devotion you hold with them. Hey, these are areas i got to work on in my life. The, the personal relationship with the Lord that you exemplify in front of them marks them forever. And everybody will see it. Those that know you, they're going to see it. But maybe one day some little, some grown-up 40 years from now looks and says, I remember them. They've got the kind of faith their mother had. They've got the kind of faith their grandmother had. That's what matters, folks. That's what matters. There's coming a day, this body, if I live, it's going to give out. And I'm going to die. And praise the Lord for me. But if the Lord tarries, there will be children left here, and they'll be marked by me. The mark of a mother is that people can look at them and see the goodness and the love of God that their mother had. And the goodness and the love of God that their grandmother had. You know what? That grandmother had to teach that daughter. And that daughter had to teach that child. And, and notice, he says grandmother and mother, men, and some of you may be doing it, and I'm praying for you. But men, we can't teach girls how to be wives. We can't teach girls how to be mothers. Just as a mother can't teach a son how to be a man. That's just the way it's set up. Second, go to, go to Titus with me. I'm going to tarry too long here on my soapbox. Titus 2. The mark of a mother, well, yeah, you were marked by the things of God in our lives, but what's the method of a godly mother. What's the method? Titus 2, verse 1, Paul's encouraging Titus. He says, be, but, speak thee, but speak thou the things which become sound doctrine, that the aged men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith and charity and patience. What does verse 3 say? It says, the aged women likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness. Not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things. 
So what he's telling us is the method of a godly mother, and this is where I believe we can see that someone that's not delivered that child physically can still be a mother to somebody because we see in verse 3 this mother that Paul is talking to Titus about, or this woman that Paul's talking to Titus about, he's saying the aged women, women, you don't realize the effect and the influence you have over these young women. Even when they have a good mama, they have a godly mama, they still seek the companionship and the knowledge that comes from an aged woman. So be careful. They see that. They see that. Father's Day's coming. We're going to hit it hard on Father's Day. But women, they watch you. They see you. It's important to them how they see you live. And I've heard my wife, who was very close to my mother and a couple other aged women and mature women in the faith. And there's a couple that she, she could tell you about. She's seen them fall to the wayside. And it breaks your heart. Because you, hey, we know not to put faith in man. That's what God's word, God's word teaches us. Man will let you down. But mentors, we mark these people. And you may have the opportunity to be a mother to someone that's not your own child. Ladies and women, maybe you've never had your own children. You've got a tremendous opportunity to be a mentor and a mother to children that need you. We mark them. Make sure we're sober. Make sure we're vigilant and diligent. What does he say? These women likewise, they that be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things. I believe the method of a godly mother, you see that they make a difference for other followers by the way they live their life. They make a difference. You make a difference. The way you do, people are watching you, no matter what. No matter what. I remember working at the bank. Margie knows what, I talk, what I'm talking about. Anytime you're in that bank building, there's a camera on you somewhere. Some, somebody can go back and see what you did. And sometimes we think we get away with stuff. We think we've, man, I got away. There's somebody watching. You may let someone down. You may not let some young girl down because you've not lived the way you need to live in front of them. The method of a godly mother is to be a godly mother for all followers. For all followers. And next it says the method of a godly mother, they also make a difference for future mothers. Verse 4, it says that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children. What a godly mother does and can do is teach other women how to be godly mothers. They watch you and they see, and some have been lacking godly mothers in their lives. And they look at you and they look to you for guidance on how to be a good mother. And finally, in verse 5, it says, To be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. The method of a godly mother, they make a difference for other followers. They make a difference for future mothers. And finally, they make a difference for future wives. To be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. Women, you're teaching these young ladies, how to live in their home, how to be mothers, how to be wives, how to be mothers to others of all sorts and all kinds. They're watching you. Somebody's always watching. Somebody that you may not even know looks at you as a mentor. And we got to be sure that our methods realize the fact that we make a mark in the lives of all that watch and listen to what we have to say. Happy Mother's Day. Might, might be unconventional, but it's just what's in my heart this morning.
The reality is, is I can come in here and I can fill you up with all the make you feel good and everything. There's a lot of good mothers sitting in this, in this building today. And I thank God for you. But we got to be real about things because we mark these children by the way we live. 